The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You ever seen a ghost? Been abducted? Heard your name whispered from the other room when you're all alone? No, you say? Me either. But if you're like me, you're still fascinated by the paranormal. It seems everyone else has had an experience, and you want to believe it all. So why doesn't it happen to us? What does it all mean? How does it work? Is any of it real? Welcome to Paranorm Girl, a show that will attempt to answer these questions by taking the paranormal completely apart in search of proof. I'm not a blind believer, nor a hardened skeptic. I'm just looking for answers and willing to accept what I find. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl podcast. I am your host, Kristen. So... I recently had the pleasure of sitting down for a conversation with one of the founding members of Lost Souls Paranormal Detectives out of Knoxville, Mr. Jason Fife. I had a great time chatting with him. He is sincerely a very nice, genuine human being working toward answers to the paranormal for all of the right reasons. Um, Our time went by so quickly, and I feel like we only but scratched the surface with his experiences. So I look forward to having him back on the show in the future to pick up where we left off. We did run into some technical issues with the connection that we have since rectified, thankfully. Uh, Technical issues on a podcast, I know, right? Jason was Oh, so patient and a real trooper. So thanks to him for being so cool about it. Not going to keep you guys from it. He's got some really great experiences to tell. Please enjoy my conversation with paranormal investigator, Jason Fife. All right, you guys, I am so excited to bring on my guest. He has had the ability to see and hear spirits since childhood And now he works as an investigator with Lost Souls Paranormal Detectives out of Knoxville, Tennessee. He's been involved in over 100 paranormal cases. You best believe I cannot wait to get into some of those experiences. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Fife. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for coming on today and having a little, uh, you know, conversation with me. Uh, You are my first paranormal investigator on the show, so this is exciting. That that is really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> so, um, one thing I did leave out of your bio because, yeah. quite honestly, I, I needed the reason to bring it up now because I feel like there might be a story behind it. Why do people okay. call you Hollywood? Well, that the it's it's kind of weird because I I never I seems like I never meet a stranger, and it's kind of like a, a family thing. Um, I've 
every time I go out somewhere, you know, I'm just like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? You know, I just, I don't know. I've always had that persona, I guess. Like, it's it's me, so I don't, you know, I don't try to put on a front or anything. And and when I started working at the the place I'm at, where I'm working now, it was it was really strange because it's like I still talk to everybody, even at work. And it's just constant, you know, I walk around, hey, how's it going? You doing all right today? You know, da, da, da. So one of the guys just started calling me Hollywood. <laughs> and and it just stuck, you know, because he's like, because you, you don't meet, you know, you're, you're always um, out and doing stuff and, you know, you're always meeting new people. So that's that's it just kind of stuck that way. OK, OK. Uh, you know what? It's not a bad nickname to have. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 some people call me Hollywood since I moved to Louisiana, you know, from <laughs> from California. And it's not necessarily in a nice way. <laughs> so, uh, OK, so let's just jump right in. I have so much to ask you. Um, I thought okay. maybe we could just start with your group, Lost Souls Paranormal Detectives. So yes. let's talk about that. That's a cool name. Uh, who oh, came up with that? That's the, it's, it's really a very plain story. I hate to say there's like nothing exciting. Um, <laughs> but actually my, my best friend and I, uh, Craig Hoffner, uh, we, he's the co, he's the other co-founder. We started this back in 2007 and oddly enough, we were standing outside, um, at his house in the driveway and, um, we were talking and, you know, and doing stuff and, and he had just, he just retired from the Navy mm-hmm. and moved back home. And we were sitting there talking and stuff. And um, he's very, we start talking about ghosts and aliens and UFOs and different things. And I was like, well, you know, cause Craig already knew my background in history. So I was like, why don't we start, you know, into the paranormal field? And, you know, he's, he's complete opposite than I am. Um, he has gifts, but he doesn't use them. He's more skeptical. He's more logical of the group. Very, very um, keeps me on track, basically. Okay. If that makes sense. So it was just it was just a, a basic stand outside talking, and you know, like, hey, let's let's start doing this, and that's how it started. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask you like why why you initially started the group to so that's i i love that uh well what types of uh, hey you know what you got to start somewhere there's there's all kinds of origin stories um exactly what types of phenomena or you know like locations does your group generally investigate we do um and and i, I hate to say this but like pre-pandemic yeah okay. um we we used to do um a lot of residential um, and a few businesses, uh, mostly residential. And we do, we do, we do go to some of the places like that that are on the map for uh, like haunted locations, like Old South Pittsburgh Hospital and you know Hills Bar Dam and you know places like that. We we do go into tour those, and especially Brushy. But we do go and tour those and stuff. But that's never been our main focus. Ours has always been kind of mainly residential and commercial. Okay, and do uh, people generally approach you to ask you to, hey, you know, come take a look. Something's going on in my house. Do you guys yeah. advertise? It's it's very weird. We we set out when we we were talking about this that we were going to be our our thing was kind of going to be we're going to be the people you call when you called everybody else. <laughs> okay, who are you going to call? Uh huh. 
Right. Yeah. And that, that's kind of because we, we both grew up in the 80s. You know, we both it was it was that sort of mentality, you know, that, that we, we started with. And um, we didn't really advertise it at, at first because we were Knoxville is it's, we're right in the middle of the Bible Belt. So there's a church on every corner. Um, you know, and we were when we started doing this, people were looking at us like we were crazy, you know, <laughs> literally. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more accepted nowadays, I think, yeah. Yeah, just in general yes. than it was. I know I, I grew up in the 80s, too. Um, well, that's interesting. You, you said that, you know, pre pandemic uh, versus yes. now, because I was just recently reading an article in, uh, I think it was the New York Times, actually, they were uh, reporting that some paranormal investigators were saying that they have been receiving more requests than usual during the pandemic. So that has has not been your experience as well? It's it, It's been kind of like 50-50. We've got emails and, and stuff like that, but it hasn't been, it's been kind of, been really consistent. Um, I think a, a lot of people during the pandemic, especially being stuck at home, um, found out that their house wasn't what it normally is, you know, on, on their their daily life, I guess. Um, but we've we've got a lot of, of, of emails and stuff of people saying, you know, hey, I've been home for like two weeks and, um, you know, there's some strange things going on here. Mm-hmm. We had a lot more of those than than actually for us to come out. Okay, okay, and that that was actually one of the theories they were talking about in the articles that you know now that people are or were you know at the height of the pandemic uh, home more often and could actually be aware of what was going on in their own house um, right. that they were noticing it. Yeah. Yes. So so Lost Souls was founded in. 2007 you said um so it's been around for a while Uh, what were you you were not doing investigating prior to that right no no i had um for myself i had always especially growing up here in in east East tennessee Mm um i I was was brought up very religious uh baptist oh okay um so i mean it was church sunday morning sunday night wednesday night i mean it was very very you know I don't want to say strict, but it was, that's just what we did. Right. Um, you know, as I got older, um, you know, I always had, growing up, I always saw and heard things I couldn't really understand. So being in, in, in church and stuff, I couldn't really talk to anybody about it because it was, you know, basically um, kind of like, no, you don't really, you know, that's not really there. I see. So, so if safe to sense. say, yeah. So you did not, do you feel like you did not have a, a support no. system at the time? No, no, it, it didn't. It didn't happen until I got a little older. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And, and I've had that exact discussion uh, numerous times, actually. Oh, uh, once uh, my, my last conversation on this show, I had that same 
discussion, um, you know, these poor children growing up and they're seeing things, they're hearing things that they don't, they don't know how to explain it. Nobody else is explaining it to them and, uh, other than, no, you're not seeing that. No, you're not hearing that. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's hard. Thankfully for me, I wasn't, you know, taking to the doctor and saying, hey, you've got ADHD, you've got this, you've got that, you know, here's some medicine, da, 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 whatever. And, you know, thankfully that didn't happen for me personally, but I am kind of, I don't, I don't really know how to say it, honestly, because I, I kind of see that in kids, you know, um, a lot. They, you know, especially on like some of the TV shows and stuff, you know, that they have out now. And it's like, I'm sitting there kind of looking at them going, that's kind of me when I was that age, you know? Right, right. Uh, you know, I'm, I wasn't crazy. I saw what I saw, you know? <laughs> you know? I heard what I heard. It exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do want to... Uh, spend a little time talking about your personal experiences. Um, there's some really very intriguing stuff going on there. Before we switch gears, um, just one more, one more question, maybe two more questions <laughs> about your uh, your work that you do. So, yes, I am curious what your guys's investigation looks like. So, just walk me through real quick from start to finish, you know, are you guys doing a lot of research, you know, heading up to the investigation? What kind of equipment are you bringing? Are there people in tow? What What does it look like? We, we get an email uh, or a phone call. Um, it's normally, it's, I'll either talk to the person or Craig will talk to the person and then we switch because we're both pretty good about, you know, kind of weeding out what we need to know on, on investigations. Um, as far as the client, when it comes to the client, um, after we, we've we've talked and we've discussed that, hey, we probably need to go out. We take very basic equipment. We're talking, you know, just regular digital cameras. We've got we've got a um, DVR system. Um, it's very basic digital mm-hmm. recorders. Um, we've got like a, a laser grid. I mean, we don't have a whole lot that we take out uh, when we go. Okay, so what's What's the coolest location you've ever been to? Um, there's two. There's well, I have a my, one of my favorite locations, and then I have one of my worst locations. I'll never go back to. <laughs> I, I want to um, hear both. Go ahead. <laughs> um, the, Drama. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yes, basically, yeah. My 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 favorite location is probably going to Brushy Brushy Mountain. Um, it's about an hour from my house and about twenty minutes from where I work. That's probably the most fast to me the most fascinating place because i had an acquaintance uh, a friend of mine and my brothers that actually spent time there mm. um in brushy mountain we didn't know him then we knew him later on in life but th- the thing about it is is when we went back and we did uh, an overnight that was crazy there oh yeah uh and then a a year later i got validation so it, to me that was very very insane okay well, like uh, what are we what kind of occurrences basically he was when he was locked up there i mean because i don't know if you know the history on brushy mountain i don't i i've never heard of that it's, it is um it's very i i don't know how to explain it it's it's up it's surrounded by three mountains and you basically have a prison surrounded by mountains so there's basically no escape but um James Earl Ray was there um, back 
when when a bunch you know a bunch of stuff was going on. Um, they actually had him there, and he actually escaped. Oh, wow! From there, he was caught on the grounds, but he actually escaped. Um, my friend that was there um, would just tell us stories, you know, just crazy, crazy stories about prison life because. Even when he was there in, in the 80s, um, they still kept everything segregated. So you you had you know different tiers. So he said it was very different, and that was a, that was a thing you know for him. But later on, you know, and being able to go back, and could the the our friend is is past now, but going back and looking at the stuff that he was talking about was even crazier, especially as a paranormal investigator, because he was like, you know, he would tell stories, well, this happened in here, this, you know, there, da, da, da. Yeah. And we'd go walk around and stuff. And you're, you know, I was sitting there going back to listen to his convert to what he was saying, but we, we didn't overnight there. It was the overnight was crazy there. Um, and then along with that story a year later, I was on a, an investigation, um, an investigation, uh, with some friends of, of mine and, one of the ladies sitting there, she looked at me, she's like, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, yeah. She goes, you, you've had someone following you around for a while. And I said, I know. You know, I didn't really think nothing about it. And she told me everything about our friend that was locked up in the prison and that had passed away and, and all that. And that's the first person that had ever mentioned his name in probably seven, eight years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. I, I mean, you know, she was telling me stuff that, you know, he said he just and because I would see him from time to time, you know, and not really think nothing about it. I figured he was come to visit or whatever, you know, and she was telling me she's like, well, he just wanted to apologize because he wasn't he was he wasn't a very, you know, uh, a very good person in life. Um, but in, in death, he, he wanted to make amends with everybody that he thought he had, you know, uh, been bad to. Right, right. And when she said when she said his name, I just like stood there. And as a paranormal investigator, as an empath, as you know that that's that still freaks you out. You know, <laughs> you know sure, you're, yeah. You're like going, okay, I don't know you at all, but now you're telling me stuff. You know, <laughs> and and that that was that was a very very kind of a close chapter on my life a little bit for that. But I we, I was talking to her and I, I told him too because I could I could see him. And I was like, you know, every time we go back to Bercy, I'd really like you to go with us because it's kind of like having your own personal tour guide. <laughs> yeah. It's not there. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. That, that will protect, will protect us while we're there because that is such a, an active place. And so many bad things went on there that, you know, it's almost like you need that sort of otherworldly protection when you go. And not to mention the thousands and thousands of people that go in, go in and out there every day. Oh yeah, yeah. With, with the tourism and stuff, it's it's mm. crazy. So all their energies and this and that and yeah, it's it's wild. Man, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, prisons are, uh, uh, you know, places like like that are just notorious. Just so much energy, so much history. And I don't want to say it's all bad, all negative, but it's certainly certainly a part of it. You know, so. Well, on the uh, you you did mention that you are an empath. Um, you you've had experiences with paranormal throughout your life, as I understand. Yes. And and uh, yeah, you did tell me you were an empath before. But from the sounds of it, you you're seeing and hearing spirits. Are you? Uh, what's the hesitation calling yourself a medium? 
I've never felt like I can do that, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's more of a, it's, it's hard for me to explain, honestly. Um, I guess I sort of have some of those gifts, I guess, but that it's, it's sort of like the empath is more of my path. And I've thought about that a lot too. Um, you know, do, doing what we do. And, and that's a thing of, of, I get feelings of feelings off of people. Right. A lot. So, you know, it's like that constant guard, that constant, you know, all the time, grocery store, you know, going to Walmart, going to the mall, going whatever, where people are at mm-hmm. and being empathic is kind of like, you know, I walk by people and I'm just like, man, you know, even if it's a one person or a bunch of people, I'm like, you know, he's not doing well today or she's not, something's going on with her, you know, or whatever. And they may, may look completely normal going about their day, but it's almost like the vibes they give off are, are crazy. And there's, there's really no way to, to kind of, you know, turn that down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I hear with these gifts and these abilities that, you know, if you got it, you know, if you were born with it, it's just kind of, it's something innate inside of you. And it's not really, you know, much you can do to, to turn it off. Um, I guess you could work with it if it was really uh, bothersome or traumatic for you. But um, yeah, I was, I was curious too, like, you know, do you find that having that sensitivity to the spirit world um, helps or hinders you when you're when you're trying to do an investigation. You know, you got to get all that, all those facts and the data. Does it help you? I, I think it does help quite a bit. But you have to learn to separate um, the spiritual world and the living. And that that's something I've just I've had to learn over the years. Um, and that that can cause some problems because we've. Craig and I've been on investigations before, and it's 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 gotten really bad. And I was like, okay, I need to go outside. Oh, like like overwhelming. And yeah, and it's just like, and it's not from the spirits that are there; it's from everything. So it's from the 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 clients that are there. It's from the spirits. It's from my own. It's from me. So. You know, kind of go outside and like, okay, I need to differentiate this. I need to block, start putting these in blocks so I can figure out, you know, what's going on. Because I hate to say this, and I don't know if anybody else will ever say it on any one of your shows or not, but the client will never tell you the full truth. Oh, interesting. No, I, I've <laughs> no nobody's ever said that. <laughs> Can you? And, and, um... that, that, and that's that's a lot for. And, and even if the the young or the people getting into paranormal that haven't been into it for a long time, the 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 clients will they they will never give you the complete facts the first time, second time, or third time you talk to them. I'll give you a, a, a quick example. Um, we had an investigation. We went out to the house. We first we met the husband. And it, it involved a child. It was uh, a man, a woman, and, and their, their daughter. And it involved their child, and the child was seeing, hearing things. Um, so we were like, okay, emergency. You know, we get out there, you know, do what we need to do because there is a child involved. So we go out to the house, you know, and we have a questionnaire, 30 questions. And we give it, if there's black like, stable husband and wife, we gave them each one. So could you all fill this out for us? And go before we start the investigation. And there's some pretty crazy questions on there. 
I mean, it gets really deep. Like, you know, are you on any kind of go um, medication, any kind of, uh, you know, um, any kind of anything that would, you know, cloud your judgment? Uh, have you ever had um, paranormal experiences yourself? I mean, there's a there's a random mix of questions. So we're sitting there and and um, they're going through it. And now we've talked to this couple like three times before we actually went to their house. And the the gentleman looks up and he goes, um, yeah, there's um, because I was in prison for a long time and which now this was unknown to us. And he was like, I was in prison for a long time. And um, I really think I brought something with me from prison. Ooh. And we're, we're both sitting there going, you know, because the house was heavy. You could feel it. I mean, it was there was definitely something there. And. We're like, thanks for letting us know. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, you're not prepared for that unless you prepare for that. <laughs> right. Right. It would have been nice to know. <laughs> and that, that's why I tell all the, every parental investigator, I mean, that, that's just getting into it, you know, is be very cautious. Because not every paranormal, paranormal email, text message, or whatever you get is going to be paranormal. I see. Okay. Uh, well, when, uh, when did you actually know that you had uh, your abilities? I was six, five or six. Um, now, the, the interesting part about it is um, my mom's parents are from Knoxville. My dad's parents are from Kentucky. So growing up, I had kind of the best of both. I had the city life and then I had the country life. Now, the country life was a lot different because in on my dad's side of family, tracing back, Nobody ever said it, but I believe we had witches or paranormal practitioners or mediums on on that side of my family. But up there, uh, I was in my we went to my great great grandmother's house, and she was probably in her late seventies then. And this is the same house I had stayed in when I was a baby, because my mom would tell me the story. They would go visit. They would stay with my great great grandmother. Well, the way the house was laid up, she had a bathroom in her bedroom, but the only other bathroom was upstairs. And being six years old, I was I was terrified. You know, you got to go upstairs by yourself. And when you walk up to the top of the stairs, there was three doors on one side, three doors on the other, bedrooms. And you had to walk down this long hall, and the bathroom was at the very end. So I got to the top of the stairs, and I was like, I was preparing myself. I was like, you got to run. You got to run down to the bathroom because something's going to grab you, you know. That's the thing, you know. You know, you're young, and you don't pay attention, you know. Right, right. So I was like, okay, well— as soon as I started running, you know, I was walking fast, and the first two doors on each side opened up. The next two doors on each side opened up. Ah. The three doors I opened up. I went to the bathroom, shut the door, locked it. You know, and this is like the old timey locks that you can look through with like that the skeleton key. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm in there and I'm like, yeah, I do my business, and you know, and all of a sudden the door starts, the handle starts rattling, and I'm and I'm like, Mom, Mom, are you out there, Mom? You know. And nobody says anything. And I'm like, okay. And I'm six years old. I, I don't know what's happening, you know. And so I look out the keyhole, and there's a man standing there in, like, period dress from, like, the 30s, just standing there. And I'm like, this is not good. I said, he's not from here. Wow. You know. And so I look back again, he's gone. And I'm like, okay. So I get the courage up, open the door. I'm like, why are all the bedroom doors shut back? They were just open when I was walking through here. 
you know, they were opening up. And I'm like, this was very weird. And so I shut the bathroom door. I'm walking down the hall and I hear my name. Now, mind you, everybody else is downstairs and like, I hear them. Right. They can't hear me. So I, I get halfway down the hall and I feel this hand on my shoulder. And I literally came, I came unglued. Yeah, I'm getting chills <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> and I turn and I see this lady and this man standing there. And they're talking to me like as if they knew me. And they're looking at me as if they knew me. And I'm going, this is crazy, you know. And so I make it down down to the very end of the hallway. And I turn and look and they're standing there with their arm. The man has his arm around her. And they're just standing there, like, watching me. They're sad that I'm leaving. Huh. And I feel this from them. I feel this sadness. This like, they want me to stay. They want me to stay a few minutes longer, you know. Yeah. Visit or whatever. So I get downstairs, and I'm, like, sitting there, and I'm, like, I'm freaking out. But I can't tell anybody. I'm six years old, you know, who's going to – they're just going to look at me and go, okay, whatever. And years go by, you know, so finally I get the courage of my I ask my mom. I said, Mom. You know, I had this experience. My mom was always, um, she was very, very uh, religious woman, very Christian. But when it came to me, she was always, she would answer every question I had with spirituality. And I was telling her about this experience that I had. And she's like, okay, Jason, um, when you were little, we would stay up there. And I'm like, okay. She goes, we would put you in the crib and they would stay in the bedroom like next door. And she said she would get up two or three times a night thinking I was crying or whatever and go in there and I would be covered up and the rocker in the corner of the room would be moving like someone was watching over me. And she, and to hear this come from my mom was like, holy, you know, cow, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, cause she's like the most religious person I've ever met. You know, you know what I mean? Like, right. Right. And so ever since then, everything just kind of started you know, it kind of started working its way to when I met Craig and, and we started doing this in 2007. Oh, wow. Yeah. What an incredible <laughs> story uh, yeah. and start to all of this for you. I uh, yeah. do. You, would you say that's that's been your most profound experience? That's probably that's one of my top five. Yeah, that's, that's got that's got to be my that's probably my, my earliest, my youngest experience. I, I can certainly see why. Yeah. But even even it was like right after that experience, and come out come later to find out that was my great 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 like four greats down the line aunt and uncle that used to live in that in that house. So that was looking back on it now, that was probably one of the most pleasant experiences with the paranormal that I think I've ever had. And and that house is still in our family. Oh, okay, very so, cool. Yeah, so it's 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 really really neat. Yeah. Oh man. And I guess I wonder, um, so since you've had this type of connection to the spirit world, your basically your entire life, you know, since you were six, has your belief in in the paranormal in general evolved at all over the course of your life? Or or, or do you think you've maintained what you, you know, learned in those early days? I, I think I've maintained it quite a bit. Um but I have op opened myself up to different things. Uh, for example, well, I've it's it's more of of um, a religious spiritual. 
um, thing. I mean, I've, I've always been, I've always felt like I was very, very, very spiritual. Mm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I never really, growing up how I grew up, I never got to experience and see other religions, how how they think about paranormal stuff and how they, um, you know, is it good? Is it bad? Is it, you know, is that something that's, you know, how, how do, what's their outtake on it? And it's really opened my eyes up a lot seeing that and reading about it and watching videos and stuff because I, I hate to say this, but growing up, how I grew up, it was we were it was very narrow minded as far as that stuff went. Right? You mean just coming from your your family? Yes, from okay. my family and 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 experiences growing up. And I think that that played a big part on part of for me for branching out and and looking at at different at different things. And that that's something now that I I, I take and I think I've progressed a lot with with, with the paranormal. Because you, if you stay in one place, you're just kind of spinning your wheels. And um, with the paranormal, I feel that we should, it should all be kind of the same. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. It, yeah. You know, it should yeah. all work towards one goal. Mm-hmm. If, if that's. No, that, that, that makes perfect sense. And, and I just, I, I love that, you know, your evolution with all this was, was to maintain that you know, grasp on the paranormal because you do have that connection and it's, it's undeniable when you get that direct immediate feedback, you know, like, like people with, with your abilities or sensitivities do and can, but alternately you have this open-mindedness enough to, you know, be like, okay, well, what else is out there? Or, you know, what do all of the religions, uh, you know, of of the world think or say about this and this and this, you know, they they were all created, I guess, to answer (laughs) those big life questions. Um, So yeah, it's, I I think it's, it's fantastic and very open-minded of you to be willing to look at all of those and, you know, I guess use whatever you want from them that would that would be most helpful to you in your journey. And, that, and that's a, that's a thing with uh, with a, I'll throw this in there real quick with a paranormal investigator or someone that's that's in the paranormal. Um, our minds like never stop. It's just <laughs> yeah. weird. Yeah. It's constant, you know, because you're always trying to get more knowledge. You're always trying to get more. You're always trying to you're always trying to figure it out. And I don't think it'll ever be figured out. <laughs> I, you know what? I, uh, I hope it is though. Some one yeah. of these days, or maybe I don't yeah. know. Maybe uh, deep, deep down, we don't, because then you know, if if it no longer is paranormal and it is just normal, what are we gonna do? What are we exactly. supposed to do? Exactly. <laughs> well, um, so we actually have a little bit of time left on the clock i was hoping if you are down and open for it um there's something i do at the end of these conversations it's uh, I, I call them the speed round questions it's like four or five just real quick questions um they can be directly influenced by you know what we've talked about or what you're involved in or they can be very random um and okay. you obviously don't know what these are because uh, i no. did not give them to you or anything no so <laughs> So yeah, you're so put me in the hot seat. So here in we're... the hot seat, burn. I feel a little hot in here. Um, <laughs> so yes, and, and just you know, the first thing that comes to your mind just pops into your mind. Okay. All right. Number one. What is your favorite piece of equipment that you would use on an investigation, and why? Ah, uh, my my favorite my favorite investigation tool is um, baby powder. It's just a little old school. It's a little traditional. Um, but 
that is that's probably one of my favorites to use. Yeah, yeah, get you get some good results using that. Yes. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I was able to use that on it. I didn't didn't get anything from it, but the the one uh, big investigation I I did uh, back in California, we used that, and that was a lot of fun to play with. Though. All right. All right. Um, number two. Who is your biggest inspiration in the field of paranormal research? I would have to say um, I have two. I have, of course, Craig Hoffner, my best friend. He's very, he's very, very, because like I said, without, without him doing what I do, I'd be a mess. So, you know, I'm, I'm very, very thankful uh, of that. And then um, I have to say uh, my girlfriend, uh, Tamana Kakad, um, is is very supportive so i mean that that just i couldn't ask for anything better yeah yeah kind of and they both inspire you to continue on in the in your yes. work that's wonderful all right all right number three paranormal or not what is something that scares you that might not be that scary to others clowns kind of freak me out a little bit um <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not like scared of them um my philosophy, <laughs> my philosophy has always been that the person that paints their face, that portrays to be someone else to make you laugh. But, you know, it, and, and, and I think that really goes back to the whole uh, John Wayne Gacy stuff. And oh, um, wow, that's yeah. still a whole, you know, that's probably like another show. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a uh, yeah. Clowns kind of freak me out. Oh, they're they're super creepy. They are. There's a gosh. I wish I could remember it, but there's a when there's an actual phobia for yeah. for clowns. Um, yeah. yeah, no, they're they're creepy. Okay, all right, all right. Let's keep going. Number four. Uh, this is one of my favorite questions to ask. I've asked it on every conversation episode that I've ever had because I just really enjoy the answers so much. If you died and became a ghost. Who would you haunt to scare? And who would you haunt because you just didn't want to leave them? Um, I would have to say um, that's a tough one. Um, probably, probably, and I, and, it, and I know when he hears this, he's probably going to laugh, but I'd probably haunt Craig the most, probably. Because uh, he, um, he's a skeptic? <laughs> and, and it, yeah, it wouldn't be like, I would just move stuff around on him so it'd like freak him out, you know? lose his car keys or whatever you know just to do things and i, I think that would be yeah, that's first that's one person i would i would definitely come back and uh, be very mischievous um because <laughs> <laughs> it will be fun you know yeah then, yeah you, hey you got to keep busy in the afterlife you know exactly um probably probably the people probably my family um is is, is who i'd like to come back and you know and, and check on and stuff a lot yeah um, when i'm gone uh but i've got nieces and nephews and, um, you know, I, I would like to see what, what it would be like, you know, 50 years from now, um, what they're doing and what they're into and see how their lives turned out, you know. Oh, that would be wonderful, wouldn't it? And to see how maybe, you know, uh, you know, because everything leads into something else, you know, and, and maybe you did something in this lifetime that ultimately led to, you know, someone's success 50, 100 years down the road. That would be so neat to see. It would. It would. All right. Final question. If there is one piece of advice or something of inspiration you could give to others coming up the ladder behind you, what would that be? I would say 
ask for help. Um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out um, to someone that has been doing it longer than you that could maybe give you advice or got it. Um, it will help you uh, better your career into the paranormal. That's a, that's a big thing right now. Um, we have a lot of paranormal investigators out in the, in the community and in the world um, that are just starting out. And I was once like them too. And I think it's, it's good that they, you know, they think that they just go to these places and not be protected, not be ready and, you know, do this stuff. Yeah. And then they might get attachments or something with them to take home. And then, you know, it just continues. And I think that that's kind of what we need right now is, is take it, getting advice or taking advice from, from other people uh, that's done this. And I still do it to this day. Oh, I, I love that. So be, be open to advice and, and don't be afraid to ask for help. And I, I, that, that's just good. That's good advice in general for life. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yes, uh, the, you were you just so pleasant and, and, and lovely to talk to. So thank you for coming on the show. And um, where can people find out more about you and more about Lost Souls Paranormal Detectives? We have, you can um, reach us on Facebook um, at the Lost Souls Paranormal Detectives. Um, it's all one word. Uh, so when you do search it, it'll, it'll, it'll have our logo on there. Uh, you can contact us through there, uh, or you can contact us through the Knoxville Paranormal Society on Facebook as well. Um, or you can look me up and send me a direct message. Um, that's that's fine, too. Just um, your, your private Facebook? Just, just my private Facebook page. Um, and we, we, we it's, it's kind of weird because people are all the time asking us, you don't have a website, you don't have this, that. And I'm like, what kind of old school we do this? You know, we're, you know, it's like, People just know how to find us, and that's kind of what we go on. You know, so you want to want to get with us, talk with us. Uh, like I said, we'd be more than happy uh, to talk with you about anything paranormal. Um, you know, anything like that. Uh, just shoot us a message, and I can talk about it for hours. So, you know, it's not don't 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 be afraid. Just to type a question and hit send, or you know, send us an email because that's that's what we do you know i mean that's kind of our um our outlet we all have our, our daily lives that we go and do and then you know with the paranormal um you know for for us it, that's just important just as important sure yeah all right in that email one more time if people want to reach out it it is jason575 at gmail all right, Jason575 at Gmail or reach him on Facebook, folks. Um, that is going to do it for today. Thank you again, Jason. Thank you. Thank you for having us on there. We really appreciate it, and it's an honor. All right, that is going to do it for today's episode. Please do check out Lost Souls Paranormal Detectives over on Facebook. And if you are up in that neck of the woods and need someone to come out and take a look at your ghostly situation... Who are you going to call? You're going to call Jason and Craig, Lost Souls Paranormal Detectives. That's who. 
If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to be considered to take part in one with me, you know where to reach me at Paranorm Girl Pod on any of the socials, paranormgirlpod at gmail.com if you prefer to email. Tune in next week. We're moving on to our next lesson for the season, all about the true story behind The Exorcist and explore how or why this phenomenon can affect even the most vulnerable among us. All for today, folks. We will see you next time. Until then, stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep with one eye open. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.